Now you'll be cupping your arc off only you can see them. Okay. Here goes three coming up. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. And it's officially time to start the show. Okay, I'm ready for Halloween. <laughs> Metro's Mercury Great approaches. I shall create the illest podcaster known to mankind. But, Masha, what are you going to do? Howard Stern. Stephen A. Smith. Joe Rogan. Dave Chappelle. Why Dave Chappelle? Because he's a funny motherfucker. Jay-Z. Jay-Z? Because he has money, you fucking dickhead. Oh, I'm sorry, master. I'm very sorry. The heart of India. The strength of a black man. And the pride of a Spaniard. I present to you my teeth. It's alive. He's walking, master. He's walking. My teeth. Sports. edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Thalidomai Taylor, a.k.a. the Brew Crew, Mr. Energy himself. Yo, it is another in Fuego Day in the hottest city in the world. It's October 30th. They giving us highs of 89. Again, they talking about real feel 97. Why can't I just get the real feeling, man? Real feel. Oh, I'm talking about that real feel. What can I just get one of those? Listen, this is season six, episode 42, excerpt 235. If you can't understand by the mask on that I got on today, I want to wish you a happy Halloween. That is tomorrow. Halloween is my favorite day of the year. This isn't my costume for tomorrow. This was a costume that I had in the making that none of you still won't get that, that other people that I was about to go over to their house for. But... For a lot of you other individuals, you may recognize the costume a little bit. And if you do, then guess what? I salute you because you know what I say. Actually, you know what? We ain't ready for that yet because we got Thursday night football to talk about. We got some high-scoring losers that we're going to get into. I mean, Teddy survives Thursday night football. We got retirement matchup. BK adds some new coaching staff. Philadelphia fills a GM spot. CP3 rumors are still lingering. Utah gets a new look and a whole lot more in a one-hour show. So you know what I say. I know it's time for that now. Regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. Oh, yeah. And regardless of the weather. You play to win the game. Hello? Now, regardless of what you see today, it may all be a genjutsu. So, you know. So, let's start the show. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My T Sports. Man, can, can I can I get it? Can I get it right away? First of all, first of all, first things first. As I already told you, happy Halloween. That's in that's that's just about in one day we got Halloween hopping around the corner. If you guys haven't known, right before I popped up on the ear, right before we popped up on the ear, I got myself some breaking. I got myself some breaking. I got myself some <laughs> Either the New York Jets or the New York Giants future quarterback. Basically the Hall of Fame, I mean the Hall of Famer, the Heisman Trophy winner that they that they're talking about coming out of college. 
Yes, folks, the overall number one pick, Trevor Lawrence, has tested positive. Or as I like to say, popped up hot for COVID-19. Yes, folks, he has popped up hot for COVID-19. He is testing positive for COVID for the COVID-19 virus. He will not be playing in a lot of mercy. He will not be playing in this week's matchup. We're gonna keep an eye on that as that as that, as that news continues to develop. And I guarantee you, unless he is literally bedridden, and 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 and, and nobody wishes this upon him, obviously. But unless he's actually bedridden, and he is suffering like the, some of those individuals that we hear from baseball who still have lung problems. Basically, unless Trevor Lawrence becomes incapacitated, I doubt. Unless he becomes highly bedridden, and 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 they and they can fully confirm that 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 this is actually now going to affect his play from here on forth. I doubt. That this is going to affect his draft, Scott. So we so we, we pray for a speedy recovery for him. We hope that everything gets better. But unless he gets unless he becomes like the poster child of how sick somebody can get, then I doubt that he is going to be. That he is not going to be the number one overall pick unless he uses this as the excuse to not come out of college, stay there one more year, say I want to get my body right, and then I come out as a way to not go to the New York Jets or to go to any New York franchise that is. It is possible. So, just remember, if you don't see Trevor Lawrence in the draft next year and you was like, damn, I thought he was going to happen, it has all been a genjitsu. And as we continue, you guys don't know this genjitsu. We got we go school you going this. I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm in full Halloween mode. We enjoying ourselves today. Don't worry. I'll go ahead and I'll send a pick over to the, I'll make sure I send a pick over to you guys so you can get this. Actually, you know what? Let me give you guys on the gram a quick pause, real quick. Just so I can get that as a cover photo so that you can see this of what we were doing here on the show today. I love me some Halloween. I mean, I love me some Halloween. I, I mean, I really, 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 oh, yes, I do, I do, I do, ooh. I really, really do, ooh, love me some Halloween. How about you, ooh? I do love me some Halloween. Like, that is big facts. What I didn't really enjoy, though, was that Thursday night football game because... Because we all picked Carolina to win that game. <laughs> there goes the first one. So if you guys know how this works, right? When we do the picks, when we do the picks, right? We've been all doing the picks. It's been me, um, my co-host KJ on Wednesdays, and it seemed like that mo that that my, that my boy Mark is starting to join the show on a regular. So listen, I am not gonna discount his name any further, and I got my boy Mark joining the podcast as well on a regular basis on 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 Wednesdays. So when we do our picks, anytime that we all have unanimous picks, and it's not just the three names that I just mentioned, my um myself and my and my two compadres, right? I also have my niece making picks. And she knows absolutely nothing about football, but she has won two weeks in a row. She's beating all of us. I have the automated pick of 6,000, an advanced piece of technology that, that's supposed to be able to get these picks right. I also have that motherfucker making picks. So when all five of us across the board have the same team, I get a little worried. When all five of us have the same person winning, that's when I know that we have officially hit the danger zone. Tell them again. And that's what happened last night. And not for nothing. The, the story here isn't that the fact that Atlanta managed to come up with their second win. The story here for me was the fact that Teddy Bridgewater actually survived this game. Because they definitely tried to take steady... Steady Teddy out of this game. And I can admit to you, for the little bit of time that he was out of this game, may have been all that was necessary, all the amount of time that was necessary to allow Atlanta to solidify this game. Even though another dumbass play by Todd Gurley almost cost or could have cost them this game as well. I'm not gonna say almost, could have. Last week it was Todd Gurley not I'm not getting I'm not stopping on the one yard line, so I'm just so his team couldn't score. And then this week, we have him going out of bounds and stopping the clock when his team needed to have the clock continue to run. 
It's little mental errors like this on why a team continuously has leads and blows the game. But they solidified their victory when Teddy Bridgewater went down, or was tripped, I should say. So let's, let's, let's back that up a little bit. Teddy Bridgewater was kicked in the knee by an Atlanta defender, right? Which ended up tripping him. And remember, Teddy Bridgewater has knee problems. So this defender knew what they were doing when they were getting carved up by Teddy. They were really trying to slow him down for real, for real. I wouldn't be surprised if the referendum was, 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 was for them to go ahead and take him out if they can. Because not only did somebody, did one of the Atlanta players trip him, it was followed right behind that by an forearm, almost an elbow, but a forearm to the head and neck as he's being tripped. Or as he's tripped and on the floor, basically he's like a defensive receiver at this time. Right? He's already made the contact to, to put him down. But who comes in there? Charles Harris. Number 92 for the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm not quite sure because this is only his first time. Right? This is only his first time. So we're not gonna put him automatically in the piece of poop, um, in the piece of poop category. Let's get this off of here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's get that off of there. I'm recording right now. Sorry. All right. <laughs> See, and this is why I do what I do. This is why notifications on my phone is my T. This is why the ring on my phone is is, is, is the reggae horn. Everything sounds like a production because I never turn my phone off during the production anymore. I just end up ignoring you guys because I'm obviously, I, I, but I always see what's going on. I always see what's going on. I, I even hear all your interruptions too. But, so we're not gonna put 90, number 92 Charles Harris automatically in the piece of poop, in the piece of poop award category, right? He's not gonna get there yet. We're gonna keep an eye on him. We're gonna see if this becomes a pattern of behavior. Actually, because we didn't have time yet, we didn't have the time to research to see if this, if he had a former pattern of behavior before this. Now, if he would have, I assume that one of the commentators or somebody calling the game last night would have mentioned it. That you know what? That Charles Harris. This is a this is a couple times that he has done this. That Charles Harris is known for making plays like this. That Charles Harris um is continuously uh, is a habitual line stepper. That Charles Harris needed to be ejected from the game for putting on dirty hits like this because this is something that his is, that is his mo. They didn't say this about Charles Harris, but I wanted to mention Charles Harris' name enough times that you do not forget that Charles Harris that while he may not be a full blown piece of poop, that he is definitely. At the very least. But if we continue to hear that this is this is a Charles Harris pattern of behavior, then we may have to start giving we, we may have to fully put him in the piece of poop in the in the piece of poop hall of fame with the likes of Old Odell Beckham and Vontez Burfick and a couple other players. And not listen, it's not just players. I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe I have a fan in there as well. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I do fully believe that there is a fan in there as well. Now, we don't have a lot of time before I take my next break. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take the break and then I'm going to come back at the top in, 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 the next, in the next couple of minutes. And just let you know that... We have a couple of big fights coming up, and you are going to want to catch this. But the beginning of our show, the first thing first, right? The beginning of our show, that is brought to you by Vote or Die. You make sure you guys go and do your civil duty. I did not serve much this country to not make sure that you guys did not did not express all of your human rights in all ways, um, um, shape, and possible. At least all of your all of rights for this country. So you make sure that you go there. If you have registered to vote, that you go ahead and vote. If you've already mailed in your vote, then I salute you all day long. If you have not got a chance to go and vote, go ahead and vote. I know that times, um, times, um, wait times and experiences may vary depending on where you're at. For me, it only took about half an hour. I went last Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, I went last Tuesday. Last Thursday, actually. Last Thursday is when I went. I went last Thursday, and I literally was in and out in like in 30 minutes. And, and, and honestly, I spent 10 minutes outside and 20 minutes inside the building, either going through the line or actually filling out the ballot. So it really wasn't that long. And yes, the my line, yes, the line that I had was outside the building and around the corner. But part of that was because everybody needed to be six feet apart. 
if you would have condensed them, everybody would have been inside that building. And, and and honestly, they had it moving and functioning at such a pace that honestly, you would in out one bam, thank you, ma'am. Hot on a rule, Brooklyn Zoo. That's how we do. Another hint to another future costume. I'm telling you, man. I'm I'm, I'm really digging this costume. I really wish I could have worn this all like all day. Like, but don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. This costume is gonna come your way. And if you don't know what it is, don't, don't worry. Forget that you've seen everything. Just pretend that all of this was all, you know what I'm about to say, a genjutsu. I want you all to remember, the change you want begins with you. Your vote matters. So don't just register to vote. Go out and vote and begin making the change you want. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, Bonoy Tyler Taylor. If you are still listening, then I do appreciate the many ways that you may be listening to the podcast. Whether you are listening live on the air, whether that's on Podbean Live, my website, mytsports.net. Or you are catching me live on the gram. I appreciate you. But if you happen to be one of those individuals that are not able to catch me live because you may be at work with the kids or just going about regular day business, I get it. But I appreciate you catching the re-air. Whether you're catching the re-air on Podbean, TuneIn, iTunes, iHeart, listen. Listen no CastBox, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, or many more. Or the easiest way. Just tell your smart speaker. Play the latest episode of the Evers and Mike, Why is in Yankee, T is in Tango, sports podcast, and it'll play the latest episode of the podcast for you. So now that we are back, let's get directly back into it, right? We have a big fight weekend going on again. Yes, we do. We have another fight weekend going on. Is that my nephew? I see that because I can't really see out of this. What's going on, nephew? I see you joining the pod real quick. No, I'm thinking you always call me something. Y'all make sure y'all look for any new record coming out for Trey Single. He got a new record coming out real soon. Y'all make sure you pop yo, make sure you pop a link up for them so they can get so they can go ahead and follow you. We got a retirement fight coming up first on ESPN Plus. A retirement UFC fight. Hold on. J M A. Finish fight pit. We have retirement fight in the UFC coming up. First up, we have, right? We have Uriah Hall, and he would be fighting the great former champion of the world, one of the most iconic fighters that we've had in the last 20 years. One of the most impressive records. One of the most impressive runs. And that would be, thank you very much. And that would be by the one and only Anderson the Spider Silver. Yes, folks. Anderson the Spider Silver is officially going ahead on retirement. And he is going to be having the honor. Or the, I don't know who the honor is going to is be a more bestowed upon. Whether it's Uriah Hall or, or Anderson Silver. But they, he has the but the honor. I'm going to put it on both ways. Is that he, Uriah Hall gets the honor of fighting Anderson Silver. And, and Anderson Silver gets the honor of fighting somebody like Uriah Hall for his last match as well. This is a respect on, on respect kind of matchup. And this is... If, listen... If you're not watching this fight, which is a fight that you're going to want to catch, only because of what it means. If you're not watching this fight, then don't worry. What is this section again? Tell them again. Tell them again. J-M-A. I finished fight pit. Right, if you're not able to catch that fight on ESPN Plus, or you don't happen to be a a UFC person, there's a boxing fight coming on. There's a boxing fight coming on that is going to be for a championship fight or championship belt, I should say. And where we have Leo Santa Cruz and his 37 and one record, 19 knockouts, the the orthodox fighter out of Mexico. 32 years old, 
Leo Santa Cruz. And he will be taking on the champion. The guy that Mayweather is personally endorsing. Now we're, now we're talking about Mayweather the boxer here, not Mayweather the man who happens to be a, uh, um, a, a male chauvinist and a woman beater. We're not talking about the piece of scum of the human being. We're just talking about the fighter right now, right? And that fighter has a guy that he has been personally endorsing. You may have heard me talk about Gavante Davis in the past. Gavante Davis in the past is the individual that fought his own brother-in-law in the ring. And he was happy to fight and whoop his ass. Because of the shit that was going on with his sister, and I, I can't now. I may have something a little bit twisted in there that I don't. I couldn't remember if Giovanni is the one dating the dude's sister or if the dude was dating Giovanni's sister. But all I know is that they wanted to get hands on each other, and Giovanni is the one that came away with the unblemished record. We are talking about a fight on Showtime, folks. So this is gonna be a Showtime fight. The UFC fight is gonna be on you. Is gonna be on ESPN Plus. But this this boxing fight is gonna be on Showtime. And we're talking about Gervonta Davis, 23 and 0. 22 of those by the way of knockout. Southpaw fighter out of Baltimore, Maryland. He is your champ, Gervonta Davis. Young stud, born on November 7th, 1994. When he wins, and he is another one of those beautiful young fighters that you're going to want to see. When he wins this fight tonight, this is going to be an early birthday present. Imagine how you pop your champagne after you know you just you just kept your belt, got a couple million dollars, and, and was able to whoop somebody's ass in the, in, the, in, in, in the standpoint. And now you get to relax for your birthday. Yo, big up, Kevante Raiders. I'm giving him this early celebration already. Yo, I'm telling you, this is going to be a fight to watch. And big up, big up. You're not going to want to miss it. Now, as we shift gears, right, the things that, that, that should be must-see or things that just should be that you, that you can't miss at all. The New York Mets are on the verge of being sold, right? And this isn't the first time that the New York Mets have talked about being sold in very recent memory, right? Earlier this year, during the beginning of this pandemic, Right? The New York Mets is on the verge to be sold again. And this also somehow happened sometime last year, too. And what got in the way the first time of their sale was the current Mets owner that wanted to maintain control over the organization for the first five years after he sold it. And still collect a piece of the other money. And they were going to get $2.6 billion for them. And the guy that was ready to buy the team was ready to say yes. And then you know how they fucked up? The owner came in and wanted more, more, more. So, the sell of the team went by the wayside for a little while. But the New York Mets still needed to be sold. And the guy that wants to buy the New York Mets really wants to own the New York Mets. So, he came back with a second proposal. Now time has passed. Now COVID is full effect. We realize now there's going to be a big loss. So, instead of $2.6 billion, there's now a $200 million loss that he's going to take. They're now paying $2.4 billion. But also on top of it, you no longer can run the team for five years. Or the organization. And you no longer get a piece of anything for, um, during that time either. It is just mine, 2.4, and that's it. So not only did you lose money, you lost money, you lost ownership, you lost everything. You, like, you lost any little additional perk that, you, that, that I was originally about to agree to because you got greedy. And then, everything was going smoothly. Everything was about to happen. Everything was about to take place. And suddenly, 
I'm gonna say, say just say suddenly. Not, 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 not just suddenly, but this deal starts to be held up. And, and it's not even talking about like the owners, like the other owners of the league, that them coming in and them making their votes or anything else like that. But now you have the mayor of New York, Bill de Blasio. Instead of worrying about your re-election, because you know you because you know you know nobody in New York likes you, right? <laughs> Listen, I can hear that shit all the way from here. Nobody in New York likes you. Like they about to vote you straight out of office. Like if you win, I'm surprised. Like I'm not even in New York and, and I'm about to pay attention to this election because if 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 if, if Bill de Blasio wins, I am gonna be shocked. Because every time I hear a caller from New York talks. They just talk about how shitty of a job that he is doing and how bad they want him gone. Well, here goes your chance. Remember I told you, the last time I was brought to you by Voter Down. If you want him gone, make sure you vote and get, get who you want in there. Just, and that's exactly what the mayor of New York is trying to do. It sounds like he is trying to do, he is trying to get the person that he wants in there in. Because now, Mayor Bill de Blasio, he is holding up the Mets, the, um, the Mets, um, the Mets sale by trying by, by by not only trying to make it seem like that J Lo and Alex Rodriguez has more money than 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 than, than this than this two hundred million dollar billionaire two hundred billion dollar billionaire I should say that they have more money than him but it will be in the, in the in the Mets best interest to try to sell it to him I'm gonna tell you what that is to be honest with you. And and to be honest, dude, this isn't even this is even directly coming from me. This is basically what I've heard, and, and I can't say anything different for everybody that I've heard. Yeah, it sounds like the, that the mayor Bill De Blasio they that they're trying to extort this billionaire that's trying to buy the Mets. And every single time that they, that, that they get close, they're just trying to say they're just trying to take more and more and more and more and more and more from them. At some point in time, they're gonna have to stop because Mets fans, this is what you wanted. This is what you wanted was 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 for the was for the owner to sell. Like this is like, and not just Mets fan. I can't blame you, a Mets fan. But this will be the Mets thing to happen, right? And listen, if this happens to the Knicks and, and this still happen, and, and, and this kind of things happen to the Knicks, I wouldn't be surprised either. But this is the this is the kind of stuff that happens to the Mets. This is this is the kind of stuff that the Mets go through all the time. Whether it's by your owner. By taking a Ponzi scheme, your owner fucking up another trade, or the mayor of the fucking city not pen, not not worried about his job, while people are complaining about people losing their houses, people losing their jobs, bodies still in the street, a pandemic room, um, a, a pandemic second away running through um running through your city, you're over here worrying about a sale to a, of a sports franchise, and you're trying to endorse two celebrities like J Lo and Alex Rodriguez, a bona fide cheater. Like, Alex Rodriguez is one of those dudes that is full-blown in the piece of poop award. Like, 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 he, like, he is one of the founding fucking fathers of, 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 of holy craps. Like, he is one of the first people that I, that I ever, 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 ever wanted to put into that segment. So, so don't get it twisted. Like, like, like this is the guy that 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 that, that you want to associate yourself with. Listen, don't. I'm not gonna fall for that. That that he has redeemed this image. No, you are a lured down, dirty cheater, fucking piece of scum, piece of shit. And then when you got caught, you try to take down everybody with you and try to play old Mr. I'm fucking Victor when you know you were wrong. And the only time you officially apologize is when you wanted to get a TV fucking contract so you could get more, so you, so you get that TV money. That's the only reason why you showed contrition or any kind of contrite. Fuck you, Alex Cannot Rodriguez. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want... We put him in the bed. Get filthy animals. I'm going to take a break. We're going to return and we're going to get into the rest of these sports. Fucking Alex Rodriguez. They didn't join this team to win championships. Or become famous. They joined Mask because there is important work to be done. And only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, 
and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. Okay, and we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one only Dallas Tomah Taylor, and we are here. Now, let's get right. Oh, shit. I just kicked the camera out of view. I'm sorry to do that to you and you and you and you. My bad. You got, you got you guys back now. Okay, let's get back into the character. Time to get the mask back on. Happy Halloween, folks. This is our early Halloween podcast. <laughs> you know your boy's insane And you know how we're gonna do this time The final half hour we're just gonna go straight through I don't even know if I'm gonna take any more commercial breaks For, the, um, for this time But we're gonna go right into it Alright so The Mets the Mets, Like I said the Mets they're on the verge of being sold, and 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 they're doing everything in their in their power to fuck up that sale. And listen, and when I say that they're doing everything in their power, everything in their power, I understand that while it may not be the their actually owner this time that is that is the one that's stopping this sale, but it's somebody involved with the Mets that is fucking up. Whether they're involved involved directly with the Mets. Or indirectly with the Mets. It is somebody that has some kind of influence that is making this thing a problem. It's the Mestonian way. But the New York Mets aren't the only ones with a new look, right? On the verge of getting a new look. When the NBA returns, there's gonna be a lot of new faces in a lot of new in a, in a lot of areas, right? We're talking, and we're talking about at all levels. On ownership level, GM level, coaching level, and obviously on the player level. As we also have the draft that's supposed to be set up to come up to, to, to come up in just about 19 days on November 18th. One of the most recent news that we're hearing out of out of the NBA, as as right now we're talk we're in the NBA's offseason. So there's a lot of NBA rumors going on, right? There's a there's a lot of things that's that are going on with the with the NBA right now as we get directly into the into the minutiae of it, right? As they as the players take their break and, and the start date for the NBA continues to loom as they can't really decide if they want to start on the beginning of December, if they want to start closer to Christmas, or even my Martin Luther King Day, but all they know is that they want to that the NBA will really like to start if they can, if the NBA Association can, they would like to start before Christmas, so they can get that Christmas Day schedule in there when they when they're able to get their highest viewership, and they would not like that to be the first game of the year. They will you know, or the season opener, even though that'd be kind of nice. They, but they want to give the players a little bit of time to get warmed up and be into the thick of it. Be three weeks into the season. That's all they're asking. Three weeks into the season. I know players will probably really will prefer to start on Martin Luther King Day if they had it their way. It would allow themselves to celebrate Christmas with their families and not have to worry about traveling or a schedule. It would allow them to celebrate New Year's without worrying about without having to worry about being hung over. And then they can start on Martin Luther King Day, which is which is which is which is another iconic day in this country. And I wouldn't mind Martha, the, the the season opening of the NBA being associated with Martin Luther King Day. Because if I'm off of Martin Luther King Day and I get to watch basketball from, from, from dusk to fucking dawn, I am a happy motherfucking camper. You know what I mean? Let the powers to be be. By any means necessary. <clears throat> but when the NBA restarts this year, we're going to see some new faces. One of those new faces we see is starting to set up in Utah. The New York Mets are the only franchise is on the verge of being sold. The Utah Jazz are also on the verge of being sold. That just recently broke across the wire. And with the... Sorry, I just realized my TV is blank over there. And with the New York... And with... Sorry, I got distracted. Okay, so with, and with the Utah Jazz, right? They, they're set to have themselves... They're set to have themselves 
Okay. I'm trying to see which power outlet went off. Oh, sorry, folks. I'm distracted here. Like, I'm seeing a lot. I'm having power shortages in different places. I have to make sure I figure out what the hell is going on. The Utah Jazz is set to be sold to Qualtrics founder and billionaire Ryan Smith. Now, I believe that he that they have him listed as one of the um, dot-com booms or Silicon Valley um, billionaires or whatever. But he loves he loves he loves sports. He loves he loves basketball and he loves the Utah Jazz. He's a big fan. If I'm not mistaken, I think he he said that they said in the news that he attended Baylor. I don't know what that has to do with Utah, but they are now going to be sold to a new owner at the end of this year. So I believe they're going to finish out this season coming up. And then at the end of this season, they'll have a new owner. And, and, and that's so far the only the only um, coaching change that, I, the only change, change that I'm hearing at the top as far as ownership. And that kind of went, came out of nowhere because obviously it's Utah, right? Utah being sold isn't going to make as much splash until it's damn near finalized. You know what I mean? It, it isn't like the New York Knicks or something like that. Which, listen, th and this is part of the reason why I'm actually telling you Mets fans that you need to have this Knicks sales go, this, this Mets sales go through. Because what you're hoping, right, is that this guy... Maybe he also wants the Knicks. So let's sit back and see what he does. Let's see how uh, let's see how uh, how well he plays. Let's see how passionate he is. And maybe he also wants the Knicks. And maybe, and maybe there's an offer somewhere around fifty billion dollars that will get James Dolan. Because <laughs> that's what is. Listen, I, I'm joking with that number, but it's gonna be an outrageous number because it won't just be for the sale of the Knicks. It is also going to be for the sale of the Madison Square Garden, damn near. The sale of the Madison Square Garden. You're talking about the Knicks and the Rangers. Oh, Islanders. Rangers. You're talking about the Knicks and the Rangers. So, it may be to sell... It may, if, it's, if it's just the Knicks, it's the Knicks. Good. You know what I mean? Maybe you're happy. Maybe the sale of the Knicks, while letting him keep MSG, and letting him keep, and letting him keep the Rangers, maybe that works. But if you're talking about Knicks, Rangers, MSG, the building, and also MSG, the television network, when I say something egregious like, yo, maybe he's able to come up with a $50 billion offer to get James Dolan off of that team, I say that in jest, but not really. It doesn't mean that I'm fully joking about it. Because I feel like it's going to take, because James Dolan has been playing hardball for decades, he does not want to give up on this team. And if you're gonna let him get, I mean, if you're gonna let go of this team so that he doesn't have to worry about money for the rest of his life, and he could continuously bring money in, come on, this also brings money in for him at this point in time. If that, all of that, if, if you can't really, like, just blow him away or offer him, he can't refuse, I don't see James Dolan coming up with it, I'm coming off of this team. But, I am going to be paying attention to how that sale goes out with the Mets because maybe some new blood in New York, maybe that starts pushing all of the other New Yorkers' buttons. Or maybe he starts going after some of these other bad franchises to see if he can resurrect them. What if he goes after the Jets? Am I going to be a Jets fan all over again? No. But I'm going to be happy for them. I'm going to be really, 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 really happy for them. Because they would have gotten out of the slump. So Mets, I more than anybody, as a Yankees fan, as a New Yorker, I want this done for you because this opens up the possibility to at least dream about the other two bad franchises in New York being sold. Now, as we talk about owner moves, there's also been moves on the coaching level, right? And some of these, uh, not the coaching level, but the GM level, I should say. <clears throat> and and, and some, even some of these moves at the GM level, the coaching level, and, and even the, and even on ownership level, they all tend to be a little shocking depending on who um, who's um, who's being done by. So right now we have joining, joining Doc Rivers or Glenn Rivers in Philadelphia is going to be Daniel Murray who was just let go from the Houston Rockets general managing position as he nine sides with the Philadelphia um, um Philadelphia 76ers. So now we got now we have Daniel Murray the former general manager 
of the Houston Rockets who made great moves to help to help build around that team. Cause let's, listen, granted it didn't work, but let's not act like he didn't do everything possible, not only to attract continuously attract talent there, but to try to put together a wooden organization. Like this team already has a, is already already is something of a winning organization. They just need to try to get over that top. You know there's gonna be some creative stuff done here. This is what this actually is the other piece that starts to fall for me when we talked about who's gonna be their coach. Because remember we felt like, hey, if this is a Dan Tony team, maybe this team gets focused a little bit more on Ben Simmons than Joel Embiid. And then we'll start to see what starts happening with person as they as, as they try to add on personnel. Because sometimes the best way to add on personnel may be able to get rid of the best one that you have to get more for him, to help to help to help accentuate your star. When they got Doc Rivers, the same question still arised: where who are you going to focus on now? But now it's going to be Ben Simmons. As remember. I mean, not Ben Simmons, but Joel Embiid. I remember Ben Simmons is out now for a whole entire year. So whatever's going on, or whatever this team is, is may not have Ben Simmons this year. May not. I don't know if he's fully gone. But may not have Ben Simmons this year. So then what happens, so now we start to see, okay, is this team now going to start to be built around Joel Embiid? And how can you do creative stuff to get, Joel, to get pieces around Joel Embiid that complements him? Remember, I just told you, Ben Simmons just hurt himself. One of the first rumors already out there is if Daniel Murray is going to bring James Harden to join this Philadelphia team. Whether that is with Ben Simmons or without him, or let me put it whether that's without Ben Simmons or without Joel Embiid, is yet to be determined or even thought. Because it could be without either one of them, or it could be with both of them. This is how creative Daniel Murray has been in the past. So we will see exactly how that worked out because this makes things really, really interesting. Because it looks like Houston is just is, is almost just cleaning out. Remember, they already got they got rid of their general manager and they already and they got rid of their head coach already. They've signed now a new head coach, it looked like Houston has. Um, 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 Silas, um, Scott Silas is or whoever Silas is, son. So now he, they, they signed him now as the head coach. And to be honest with you, this is another coach out of nowhere that is getting a job and I, and I don't get it. I'm like, you're a fall guy. I told you guys earlier already. This is James Harden. This may just be James Harden's last year in Houston. Don't be surprised if he gets traded this year. This may be his very last year in Houston. Oh, I shouldn't say last year in Houston. He is not re-signing with Houston. This is his last contract in Houston. He is done. When this contract expires, he is done in Houston. Whether he walks or they trade him, he is done in Houston. It's been a nice run, but his tenure in Houston is, is done. Because, and it's not just to blame him, but time after time after time after time after time after time after time and time again. James Harden. You have failed this city. And he's going to go somewhere else to see if he can win or he's going to fill that city again. But it seems like that whatever happened with, between him and Houston is really leaving Houston all in all because... Like I said, Houston loses their um, Houston's general manager goes over to Philly. Then they then Houston hires a head coach that I don't believe is going to take you over to the top. They're not the only one that hired a head coach that nobody believes is going to take him to the top. But Houston did also fire their head coach. But their head coach that they just fired, he is now finding a new home in Brooklyn. I know, and, and that actually just came across the wire not too long as well. <laughs> I had to save this for last. Because I am fully heated at this move 
And now I'm officially disgusted with the Brooklyn Nets. And I am officially disgusted with Kyrie Irving. And I and I, I asked you guys this, right? When, when we when we had when we had the hump day special, right? When we have the hump day special, when we had the when we had the full crew here. I sat back and I asked you guys. Remember, we did a Fort Worth podcast that day. Didn't even want to get into Brooklyn that day because I'm like, I already knew, I already knew the rabbit hole I was gonna fall into. This is the reason why we didn't. Well, we're not taking another break in the last half hour of the show. We take a break in the, uh, for the first two fifteen minutes and we ride straight up because Brooklyn was coming up. Brooklyn was about to be in the house, and you know when it comes to Brooklyn, I go hard still. More and more. There's been there's becoming a spot that's being reserved for this Brooklyn team in my heart, and it'll never surpass the love that I have for the Knicks. But more and more, my love for this Brooklyn team, my concern for this Brooklyn team, my my emotions and my care about this Brooklyn team keeps rising. And as it rises, they fail me. They continue to fail me. And one of the things that's filmed is that they have now hired Coach Dan Tony to be the assistant coach. Yes, folks. The assistant coach to the Brooklyn Nets. When Steve Nash first got the job and my friend was here and people were here all happy, and you guys were here all and you were here all happy. I asked you, what is he gonna run? The Dan Tony system? Because that's all he knows. That's all he actually knows. He didn't. He doesn't know the Golden State system. He may know pieces of it. He doesn't know the Golden State system. He was there to stroke players' egos. So now, D'Antoni actually comes there, and with you know, Steve Nash has no coaching um, experience. So now he's really necessary. So now it's just reversed to what happened in Golden State, right? In Golden State, he was a he was a player consultant, and somebody else coached the team, right? Here, he's the head coach. He's gonna be a player consultant, basically, stroke egos, while he has an assistant coach coach the team. We know fully now what coaching philosophy is going to be implemented into this team. I'm gonna say this right now. The Brooklyn Nets are going to fail. They're going to fail and they're going to fly. They're going to fall flat on their fucking face every single time. And you know what's even worse? You know what's even worse um, for you guys? Right? And I'm going to tell you what's even worse for Brooklyn right now. If they don't make it to a championship every single year, it is a failure. It, listen, they can't make it to the playoffs. They can't make it to an Eastern Conference championship. They have to make it to a championship every single year. And the reason why you have to make it there every single year is because of one guy and one guy only. And his name is... That is Jimmy Butler. And you want to know why? Because one man... One man... Went to a good team. One man went to a good franchise. One man went to a team that said had to have a good culture. And he looked at the team, looked at what they were doing when they had nobody on the team. How they were consistently a playoff. How they were consistently getting better every year. How they had made it to the playoffs. How they were how they were giving teams a hard time. He saw that culture and he went there and he adopted it. And he ingratiated it. He embraced it. He became part of that culture. And then he surprisingly took that team to, a, to an NBA championship game. So now what are you going to do in Brooklyn? Now it's two of you. And you guys went to a team that had a good culture. That was improving every single year. You saw a team that had great pieces, that was doing something with nothing. 
And you were like, yo, I can go to that team and make it work. But instead of like Jimmy Butler, instead of being part of the culture, and instead of embracing the culture and helping make them better, holding people accountable and striving to be better. No, 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 no. While for Jimmy Butler, it was never bigger than the game, immediately, for these two guys, when they joined Brooklyn, and this is why I hate Kyrie Irving so much. This is why Kyrie, why, why I said it. I said it two years ago. I said it two seasons ago. Kyrie Irving on a team for one year without Kevin Durant is detrimental to your team. He can implode the whole entire culture you were trying to develop by himself. And then he went to Brooklyn and did it. They destroyed the culture. For them, they immediately upset the apple tree. They, they, these two guys are always bigger than the game. They are. They're bigger than the game. Kyrie Irving said it himself. They don't want to be coached. They don't want to have anybody come in there and implement their style on them. They just kind of want to do their own thing. It's the reason why Kyrie Irving is scoring 50 points in a loss. It's the reason why the previous coach that was there was like, when Kyrie Irving was on the court, we just kind of do whatever Kyrie wants to do. It's just kind of Kyrie does it and kind of gets guys open. We don't really have a set offense when Kyrie is there. They had a set offense before then. They had a set offense that took him to the second round of the playoffs. There goes Kyrie Irving ruling another team. So now you know what? There's no excuses. There are no excuses. You got the coach fired. You got the coach that you want in there. You got an assistant coach that you want in there. These are two guys that is never going to hold you accountable for shit. You don't have to worry about nothing. What you do have to worry about is winning a championship. Because now... From the time that you guys are there, if you do not make it to an NBA championship, you, my friend, have... You have failed this city. You have failed BK, and you have fucked up a perfectly good opportunity to win a chip because you were fucking selfish. Remember that. But they're bigger than the game. D'Antoni is an assistant coach? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You went from actual contenders to pretenders. You're not even front runners. You're a joke now. A complete joke. A laughing stock. But you're gonna be excited. You oh my god, you're gonna be excited. Like oh like we're gonna see some of the highest scoring. Losers in history of the game of basketball. That's what we're gonna see. And halfway through the season, when things aren't working, let's see what they start to say then. Let's see how well these two friends start to get along. Let's see what really begins to happen then. Because I'm not buying it. I'm not buying. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. If they are going to keep getting bounced. If they're lucky in the second round during this tenure. And you're going to make it sound like a success because it looks exciting. But they will get into the second round without these two fuckers. Without these two dickwads. To be honest with you, to be honest with you right now, I prefer to have, to have CP3 and Melo in New York. Play for the Knicks than I would to have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant being coached by Steve Nash and, and Dan Tony and Brooklyn Nets. You give me CP3 and Melo on this current Knicks team and I take them over Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on their current Brooklyn team. What's going on, Poe? We got six minutes left in the, in, the, in the podcast, and I'm still heated. But you know what? <clears throat> love you too, Poe. And I would love to see Camilla Anthony. And you know what? I didn't want to see it. I didn't. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. When... I first heard this rumor about CP3 and Melo coming to the Knicks. I'm like, no, 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 no. Why, why, why? Why the fuck would you do that? I'm, I was like, 
Why would you want them there? Not only is it is, is it past mellow, and only thing you'll be doing is giving them his farewell tour, but you're also signing CP3 one year too late. Because you needed two years from him to do um, so that he can help change the culture of that team. Because that last year in that contract needed to be a thank you year. That last year, when he read up his player option for damn near $40 million, that needed to be like, okay, we're paying you for how you've helped reset us and get us back right. If you're expecting two productive years from, from, from Chris Paul now, it's too late. He only has one more in the tank. And Melo's already on a farewell tour. But he would have given it, but if Melo comes, he'll give you one good year. Him and CP3 will get a farewell tour next year together. I'm telling you right now, I would rather take CP3 and Melo on my on the current Knicks than have Dan Tony, Steve Nash, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant leading that Brooklyn team. They fucked everything up in Brooklyn. Like, you understand? Like, 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 somebody need to bring in Mayor Giuliano because they need to clean up Brooklyn back up. What the fuck they're doing over there? Like, clean that shit back the fuck up. And talk about CP3 trades, right? Because while I want him in, while, while now I want him in New York. See, before today, before today, and before this whole Dan Tony to Brooklyn thing, I was not saying I am ready to have Melo and CP3 on my on this next team. I was like, no, 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 no. I was I was all against it. But now I don't want him to go to the Lakers like I've been hearing the rumors about. Yeah, there's rumors about him joining the Lakers. Making a make finally getting over to the Lakers. Making an iconic team. Can you imagine Chris Paul, LeBron James and and, and Anthony Davis? That's another, that's another guaranteed W. But is it just the Lakers they're talking about him going to? There's also rumors about him rejoining the Clippers. Wouldn't that be magical? For actually um, Kyrie Irving to... Ky um, um, Kawhi Leonard to have somebody that he could actually trust a little bit more than whatever the fuck Paul George liked to call himself. We got to call Paul something else. What was that? Actually, you know what? We got to call Paul George Boy George. Wasn't there a singer back in the day that was Fugazi named Boy George that used to wear all kind of eyeliner? That's Paul George right now. We gonna call him Boy George. But CP3 could be rejoining him. And before today, I would have probably liked to see him join the Clippers, obviously more than the Lakers. Definitely didn't want to see him join the Knicks because it would have been too late to try to bring him over to the Knicks, especially if you're talking about bringing him a Melo. But based off what Melo just did in Portland and how CP3 has been looking, give me them two over the selfish fucks that are Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Because while they'll get you buckets and they'll get you numbers, they're not going to help you get a good culture. Your culture's going to go to shit. Your team's going to go to shit. And all those expectations that you had are going to go down the drain. If the Brooklyn Nets are not playing for a championship every single year with those two, then... Guess what, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant? If you get knocked out anytime before the championship round, you have failed this city. If you don't win a championship, you have failed this city. Because for you, it is officially now championship or bust. You can thank Jimmy Butler in Miami for that because he showed you what what a simple all star, a simple star, can do when he goes to a culture that you just went to. When he buys in and he makes players better and he shows up and does his job. This is Talent Though My Tale with the Mighty Sports Podcast. I want to thank all of you for listening today. I hope you have a very safe and spooky Halloween. As you can see me on the gram, I already got one of my test costumes out and about. This is not what I'm going to wear. It's because I sound a little muffled. I got I got a mask on already. I love you too, Po. We love you too. Hope you stay safe. Hope the little one is safe. I hope you're no longer sick. Hope everybody's feeling better. Hope everybody has a merry, jolly Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? Sorry, Halloween. We ain't even get that for yet. I'm out of here. I gotta go. I got to go make lunch or something like that. I gotta go get my spook on. Sorry, B. I tried. <laughs> Honest. All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. Today. Oh, shit. Bo, what's going on? No lag.
No lag. This is my Hukagi outfit. Gonna share my talents with Podbean Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gabbers. No. Well, in case you wondered, you did not just see me smoke. It has all been a genjitsu. New, improved, my team podcaster. Potting down now. Last call for drinks. Bars closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night. Tired, B. Tired. My tea! I'm out of here. Hope you guys enjoy.